Here we go. Hi, my name is Jeff Langston. Welcome to our Releasing Potential podcast. And today I am very excited and delighted to welcome uh, a guest from across the pond in the US, Robert Miller. Hi, Robert. How are you, Jeff? I'm very good indeed. Thank you very much. I, uh, I understand you're in Florida, which is slightly warmer than the UK at the moment. Slightly warmer than New York and Massachusetts, where I also <laughs> usually hang out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, ho, summer, summer's on its way. In fact, some people may be listening to this in the summer, possibly. <laughs> uh, so let, let's start off by you uh, giving us um, a, an overview of your, your journey in music to date. And it's a really interesting career path that you've taken. Well, thank you. Uh, and thank you for having me on the podcast. So I started off playing music when I was quite young. My father was a trumpet player. And uh, he actually said to me at one point that he named me Robert Miller because he thought that that name would be a good name for a band leader. So <laughs> I guess right from the beginning, I was oriented towards a certain path. And I started piano at about age five because my parents decided that was the master instrument and I should get educated on it. I didn't like practicing at all. I mean, what five-year-old likes practicing anything? Yeah. And I took lessons for about a year or so. And then I said, I wanted to stop. And my parents, to their credit, said, okay, you can stop, but you must choose another instrument. And I chose the trumpet because that was my father's instrument. And I continued to play the trumpet throughout uh, my school years in junior high school and high school. But along the way, when I was in my early, early teens, there was a little band from Liverpool that came around. You may have heard of them. And, and, that, and that changed everything for me and for millions of kids all around the world. Yeah. Um, because uh, once that music and the whole British invasion thing happened, uh, and I want to thank you for that, Jeff. I'm sure you had something to do with it. Our pleasure. We, we enjoyed the British invasion <laughs> in the United States. Um, when all of that music hit, um, I decided that trumpet was no longer very cool and I had to teach myself the guitar. And then ultimately I taught myself the bass because I put a little band together of sorts. Mm -hmm. We all had these little $10 acoustic uh, guitars and we no noticed that the Beatles were playing electric guitars and we had no money to buy electric guitars. So we each had one of these little reel-to-reel -reel tape recorders with a microphone. Mm -hmm. And we literally scotch taped the microphone onto the body of the guitar. And that became our electric guitars. But my friends were all struggling to learn music. And I already knew the treble clef from the trumpet. So I volunteered to be the bass player. That's how I become, that's how I became the bass player <laughs> that I am today. And I started playing in all kinds of, I'll call them cover bands. You know, we played whatever was on the radio. Uh, again, mostly the whole British invasion era of the 1960s. That was the era that I grew up on musically. Mm. And I loved it. Uh, we played at uh, churches and uh, schools and synagogues and, and VFW halls, things like that. Um, a big event that took place for me happened when I was 19 years old, because at that time in the summer of that year, I took a music course and I really was not a trained musician. I didn't, I kind of picked all these things up on my own. When I took that music course at one of the colleges in the New York City area, they set you up with a teacher uh, in person. And as luck would have it, I got set up with a fellow named Jimmy Garrison. 
Now, Jimmy Garrison was John Coltrane's bass player. Ooh. You couldn't get higher in the pecking order than yeah. John Coltrane's bass player. And Jimmy was a wonderful man, a wonderful teacher. And in the course of just a few months, he oriented me towards jazz and he got me, you know, doing walking bass parts and things like that. And then I decided I was going to go back to school. So I was going to school in Boston. He gave me the number of a fellow to look up there. I went back, I looked him up and we started playing together. This was the era of jazz fusion in the 1970s. A guy named Anton Fig was our drummer, for example, and uh, he's gone on to some repute. He plays with Joe Bonamassa and he's played with many, many other people. So it was a great era. I, I was front and center uh, in this band uh, situation in Boston. We were playing jazz fusion kind of music. And then something happened that changed my life. And that is I, I was working a day job and I was playing music at night and between the two jobs, if I made, you know, enough to just make my rent, it would be unbelievable. Mm. I, I had no money left for things like food, of course. Um, and I said, this is not working. I, I can't make a living this way. And somebody suggested to me in a moment of severe weakness, why don't you go to law school? <laughs> and I said, well, why would I want to do that? And they said, well, you could do law during the day and you could play jazz at night. And as a dumb 20-year-old, I thought about it and I said, oh, that sounds okay. So <laughs> that's the path I went off on. And um, it consumed my life for the next 15 years right. because my goal of doing the law during the day and jazz at night completely fell apart. Mm -hmm. Didn't work at all. Uh, there's a phrase, uh, at least in the States, that says the law is a jealous mistress. And that is exactly the case. I mean, when you work as a lawyer, you work in 23 hours a day. I had no time for music. I literally stopped playing music for 15 years. Wow. 15 years. And I was miserable about it. I said, this was, I was on a track to, to play music full time, to be a rock star. That's what I wanted to be. And I got completely off that track. Finally, I pushed myself and I started to get back into it. And uh, I uh, was playing on weekends. I was a part-time musician. It still wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I recorded an album or two. I uh, did some uh, club gig gigs. I did some festivals. I was playing, but it wasn't at the level and it wasn't in the intensity that I had always wanted. Mm -hmm. Finally, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm taking a long time with no, this story. That's fine. It's a long it time. It is a fa fascinating story, yeah. Uh, when I turned 60, I said to myself, okay, this is it. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? And I literally jumped into the deep end of the pool. I gave everything else up. I, I committed myself completely to music. And that was about six or seven years ago. And I'm so pleased to say that in that period of time, not only did I put a band together and we started to play gigs and record and I was writing again and all of that, so here we are six or seven years later, I've got 10 albums, including a billboard number one. I've got over 5 million video views. I've got over a million streams. I've got over 50,000 Facebook fans. We've played festivals and concerts around the world. And I've opened for acts like Edgar Winter, Blues Traveler, Boney James, Mindy Abair. And we even did a little gig on the side with the band Yes, one of my favorite bands from uh from england yeah so 
I am of the view that you're never too old and it's never too late to follow your dream. That's what I did. And I was very fortunate. And from that, I decided in the midst of this pandemic that I wanted to see if I could put my message out there for others, because people were telling me it's a very inspiring story that you've got. So I started a podcast and the podcast is called Follow Your Dream. And the podcast has also worked out just tremendously for me in the course of just under a year. We're somewhere around the top 3%, they tell me, and we're in 180 countries around the world. That's so uh, all I have is a big smile on my face at this point. <laughs> yeah, and, and effectively, your brand is called Follow Your Dream because you have the Follow Your Dream podcast and uh, the roadmap and various other things. Yes. Um, and it, it is an inspirational story. Uh, wh why did you start with a podcast? What was the what was the thinking behind that? Well, first of all, was there was a pandemic. I couldn't play any longer. We had put out our latest album as a band in January of 2020 called mm. East Side Sessions. And I was very proud of the album, terrific album, in my opinion. And we were getting ready to play behind it. But then the pandemic hit, everything mm. was closed down, we couldn't mm. play anywhere. And I was not educated in the world of podcasts. But I was unhappy with the kind of um, interaction one gets from ordinary social media. Facebook, Instagram, it takes no effort, no commitment, no engagement for somebody to hit a like button, for example. Mm -hmm. And somebody said to me, well, if you want a deeper level of engagement, why don't you think of starting a podcast? And you've got this great story that can go along with it. Mm -hmm. And the more I looked at it, the more I said, yes, I think that this would be great. Because as you know, you can, you can delve into something for 30 or 40 minutes, mm -hmm. really get into a subject or into, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about. And people can get into that. And, and it becomes, a, again, a, a different and deeper level of engagement. Mm. So that's what I have found to be the benefit of a podcast, plus the idea that you can track these episodes as they travel around the world. You know, I like to say that each time I put out an episode, it's out there traveling the planet at warp speed. Yeah. And the fact that it, you know, my podcast is listened to in 180 countries. Mm. That's unbelievable. I don't even know some of these countries. <laughs> I don't even know some of them were countries. But it's fantastic to know that you can get that kind of level of distribution and engagement. Th thanks for that, Robert. And, and for people listening that are maybe starting out on their journey, why, why should they listen to your podcast? What are they, they going to get out of it? I know you've interviewed some amazing guests, some of your idols. What are people going to get out of it if they're sort of just starting out on their journey in the music well, business? Well, the first thing is they can listen to some of my idols and hopefully their idols talk about their life and their journey. I've had some amazing people that I've been able to get onto the podcast unbelievable musicians but other people as well in fact some great british musicians have been on the podcast recently john lodge from the moody blues was on bev bevan from elo was just on um, i'm having a, a fellow named chris amu from the real thing if you're familiar with them yeah. they, they were the biggest selling uh, all black act ever in uh, in britain and I have a, a young lady named Sarah Class that's going to be on uh, soon. And she's one of the great composers in Britain these days. So 
that's one reason that I really highly tout the idea of a podcast and my podcast in particular, because I've just had amazing guests. Mm. And I think that, that what, what they can get out of my podcast is again, the idea that I think everybody has a dream when they're young. And typically the dreams are big when you're young. I mean, most people don't dream of becoming an accountant, for example. <laughs> they dream of bigger things. They want to be an astronaut. They want to be a, you know, a sports hero. They want to be a, a, a rock star or something like that. What happens to most of us? Life gets in the way. That's what happened with me. Um, I, I was on a certain track. Things happen. You never know when things are going to happen in your life. It could be marriage, it could be kids, it could be a job, it could be family, it could be debt issues. But for whatever reason, most of us get off track. And then we wake up like I did years later, and we say, wait a minute, what happened here? This is not the path that I was choosing for myself. How did I get here? Mm -hmm. And only a small fraction of people at that point, I think, can really reorient themselves as I did. But it can be done. That's the whole point of my podcast. If I could do it in music, and let's face it, music is a young person's game. Okay. I don't know. You know, people said to me when I was starting my career, if you will, at the age of 60, they said, well, who else has done that? I mean, we know that you got some of these old guys like the Stones and all these other great bands where guys are still playing in their 70s and 80s, but they made it when they were 20. Mm -hmm. Um who, what, who, who else was as, as crazy as you, uh, they would say, that, that would start out when you're that age? I said, well, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take my shot, and if I'm the first, so be it. <laughs> and if it works, great. And you know what? If it doesn't work, that's my other philosophy. You go after your dream, mm -hmm. because you never want to regret that you didn't go after it. You never want to regret at any point in your life that you didn't try. That's the whole key, the act of trying. If it works out, great. But if it doesn't work out, that's okay, too. Not every dream is going to succeed. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great way of looking at life. You know, give it a go and see what happens. And the younger you are, if you stick at it, it is highly likely or highly possible that you're going to make it. Um, and if it's not when you're younger, uh, as you say, and, and it's, this is a quote from your website, remember, you're never too old and it's never too late to follow your dream. You know, I had on the show the guy who runs the company that makes this fabulous product, WD-40. You must know about this <laughs> yeah, in Great yeah, Britain, yeah. right? It, it cures every problem in, in anything that you're, you're building or have. It, it clears every squeak that you might have. And the reason it's named WD-40 is because when they were doing the creation of this product, it failed 39 times. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Okay. And the 40th time worked, and now it's a world-class product. That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm. You can't have a fear of failure. Failure is part of life. Every great inventor had failures along the way. Mm. And of course, same thing in music. I mean, nobody starts out with the number one song in the world, okay? You got to work your way up. I can't even begin to tell you how many times we played what turned out to be private gigs for the bartender and the waitress <laughs> as we were on our way up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to say that's part of the ride. Yeah. Part of the learning, isn't it? Just yep. part of the learning. Yeah. So just going back to when you decided to really put your heart and soul back into music and, and you were looking at getting some gigs, 
how did you go about that? Uh, this is this is some good experience for people that are searching for gigs as we come out of what's been a really challenging couple of years. Yeah, well, look, you have to start small, okay? There's always going to be a pub or a, a club in your town, and uh, you go in, you talk to the fellow that runs the thing, he'll give you a slot that's, you know, two in the morning on Thursday night or something like that. And then the key, of course, is seeing if you can attract uh, listeners, because from a club owner's perspective, let's be real, the only thing that they care about is how many people are attracted, how many people will buy tickets or buy drinks or whatever. Um, the good old days where you had club owners that were great fans of music and just wanted to feature wonderful up and coming musicians, if they're still around, I don't know where they are. Um, it's a very commercial kind of enterprise. Mm. And, you know, maybe you feel that that's the, that's the acid test, if you will, because if your music is good, if people like it, if people will pay to hear, then you'll be able to work your way up the line. Mm. And um, if, it, if it doesn't meet those standards, then you're going to have a different kind of career. But again, it, it's, it's a long road. Mm. You have to think of it that way. People ask me, was, was your success a straight line? I said, you must be joking, okay? It's one step forward, it's two steps back, it's three steps sideways. That's just the way the world works. If you have a dream in mind, if you have some talent, if you have a focus, just keep at it. It'll happen. And where do you get that resilience from to keep going, Robert? You know, where, where you do have these 39 times like the WD-40 man, uh, that it doesn't work. How, how do you keep yourself going? I don't know. I guess it's it's in you or not. That's what it comes down to. If, you, if you're somebody that gives up when something doesn't work out right away, then almost any field is not for you. I mean, because there's almost nothing in life that I can think of that will just work out perfectly the first time. Okay, you have to be extraordinarily lucky to have that happen. You just have to have some inner resilience, have, you know, hopefully a, a, a significant other around you that will give you a boost. Hopefully, if you have your parents still there, they're going to give you a boost as well. Just stick to it. That's the that's the name of the game. Keep at it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, just sticking on the follow your dream um, brand that you that you have, you've also got a handbook and a roadmap. Uh, tell us about those and and why it might be useful for people to have a look at those uh, those particular uh, products. Sure. When I first started the podcast, which again was March of 2021, uh, people said to me, "Well, what do you have to offer people that come and listen to the podcast?" And I said, "Well, I've I've got my voice. <laughs> I don't know what else to offer them." Um, I do play my music in each episode, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a great way for me to introduce my music to a whole audience that wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Mm -hmm. Each episode, I take one of my songs that somehow relates to the guest or to the subject matter of the interview, and I feature that song at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. But then I decided that I needed to give something away to people. And that's how I created the, um, the, the PDF that you referred to. Um, it's the follow your dream uh, roadmap. And it's about a three page document that just kind of 
sets forth in a very succinct form exactly what we've been talking about here today. The motto that I've come up with about you're never too old, it's never too late to follow your dream. And it gives people a sense of the path that they can take to get there. And along the way, people said to me, well, why don't you expand upon the roadmap? And that's what led to me writing the Follow Your Dream handbook. And I called it a handbook because I said, look, this is not a novel like War and Peace. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to give people a sense of my journey and instruction as to what I did and how they can do it too. Mm. So I created the handbook, which came out this past summer, and it, it turned into an Amazon number one bestseller on day one, which was remarkable and great. And one of the things that I did in the handbook, again, I set forth my methodology that I think people can use in any field. It doesn't have to be only music. Mm. And it's a five-step approach. And I use the, the acronym DREAM, D-R-E-A-M, to describe the approach. Mm -hmm. um, and the key to the whole um, roadmap that I was putting together was I felt that what people needed when they were going after their dream was an action plan. Right. An action plan is, because if you think of any kind of uh, thing that you're doing in your life and you talk about doing it all at once, mm -hmm. you know, you say, I, I want to become a musician. I want to become a doctor or something, you know, just stating it like that. It's a, it's an, it's a difficult proposition because it seems like it's just too much. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down into baby steps, then it becomes much more doable. Yeah. So I said, come up with an action plan. That's what I did when I got back into music. I literally sat down and wrote on a napkin the first five or 10 things that I needed to do if I wanted to really be a musician full-time. I had to start writing again. I had to put a band together. I had to start recording. You know, It was those kinds of things. I gave myself little baby steps. And that's the roadmap that I followed in order to do what I've done. And I recommend that highly for everybody in whatever they're doing, break it down into small baby steps. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that almost anything is achievable. So just share a couple of what you deem to be the, the, the nuggets that are either in the handbook or the roadmap and how that could help somebody that's just starting out on their journey now. Well, the first thing you have to have is a dream, of course. And I think everybody has a dream. And how do you know that? Well, it's either been in your brain for a long time or it's in your gut. You know, they say that we think and feel with our gut. And I really do believe that you're doing something in your life and it's not working. You know, it's not working. You want to do something else. You've always wanted to do something else. Um, that's your dream and identify it, but also make sure it's realistic. If I had decided when I was um, 60 years old that I wanted to be the heavyweight champion of the world, I don't think that was going to be too realistic. It wasn't going to work. Um, the E of my dream theory is execute again. And that comes down to that action plan that I was talking about. The A of dream theory is adjust. You always have to be prepared to adjust your action plan because nothing again goes in a straight line. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the, the heavyweight boxing an analogy, Mike Tyson, the great heavyweight champion, was once asked when he goes into the ring, 
does he have an action plan? And he said, yes, everyone has an action plan until they get hit in the face. And then they adjust that plan. Okay, so you have to be prepared to adjust your, your, your plan at all times. If it's working, continue. If not, if there's an obstacle, think creatively. How do I get around it? How do I get over it? How do I overcome it? And the M of my dream theory is how do I measure my success? Because again, I said earlier, not every dream is going to work out. And you can go after dreams and you should go after dreams and whether it works out or not, that's, that's not the issue, but you don't want to spend the rest of your life going after something that's just not working. Mm. So every dream will have its own measurement of success in music. It might be, can I get a gig in such and such a club? Can I attract a certain number of fans? Can I sell my album? Can I, you know, make it up the line to a festival? There are all kinds of indicia of success. Mm. Know what it is in your field. And uh, again, be realistic, but be optimistic. Thank you. Thanks very much for that. Uh, you said you put together a, a band. You've surrounded yourself with a number of very uh, competent and experienced people. Um, tell us a bit about your band and who, who's in it, how you brought them together and what the benefit of collaboration is surrounding yourself with good people. So the band that I have, it's called Project Grand Slam. And um, I formed the band back in 2007. I've had several different changes of the lineup, but the essence of the band has remained the same in that we play a form of jazz, rock, Latin fusion. I'm the composer for the band, so we play all of my music. We do play a couple of what I'll call covers, our closer, for example, is uh, Fire by Jimi Hendrix, although it's done in our way. And um, the, the band members that I've been able to put together, uh, New York is a wonderful place to create a band because there's so many people from so many different countries that have come to New York to make their mark. Mm. And there are other cities like that around the world, but New York is definitely one of them. So right now, for example, I have um, players in my band and they're all young, wonderful, talented musicians. They really are. They're, they're much better mus pure musicians than I am. Um, uh, my keyboard player is from Venezuela. My singer is from Mexico. My drummer is from Puerto Rico. Um, I've got people, I've got my guitar players from Canada. And one of the things that it does when you have a worldwide kind of conglomerate like this is that you start to pick up on attitudes and, and beat and perspective of all these different cultures and countries. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful thing. And when I come forward with my music, I never come forward to the band and say, here's the song, you play this, you play that. I present what I call an outline. It's mm -hmm. my melody, it's the, it's the, uh, the chord structure, it's the, the setup of the song. And then we just organically play together and kind of figure it out as we go along. Mm -hmm. And always, because they're so creative, they'll come up with things that I didn't think of. And there are some times when I'll think of a song in a certain way. And by the time we finish with it, it's completely different than what I thought at the beginning.
But I go with these things because that's the essence of a group kind of dynamic. Um, I, I would never come in and say to people, this is the way this song must sound. I'll give them an orientation. I'll tell them, this is what I had in mind, or that's what I had in mind. But we, we come to the conclusion on the, on the song in this kind of organic fashion. The band is a terrific live band, I have to say. And we have a new album that's going to be coming out probably in the February, March 2022 timeframe. We were fortunate enough to be able to play two major um, uh, concerts in the summer of 2021. Oh, wow. uh, the first one was a festival in Pennsylvania that we've played several times before. And the second one was a benefit concert that we did for a, uh, an acting troupe called Shakespeare and Company. Mm -hmm. One of the great American Shakespeare acting troops. And, um, I didn't have the ability to record the concert because they didn't have the equipment, but the band sounded so good that I decided that two months later, I was going to take the band into the recording studio and we were going to replicate the concert as if we were playing live again before the big crowd. So we just, we, we 15 songs, we just played them concert style, one after another, no fixes, no overdubs, no nothing. What you hear is what you get. And I call it the Shakespeare concert. And uh, the album, as I said, is going to be coming out in the February, March timeframe. I'm very, very happy with it. I think the band sounds just awesome. And um, it, it'll be available on all the various, you know, streaming and social media and, and other places like that. And then the other thing that I've been able to do because of the podcast as I've said, I've met some incredible musicians, guys that were my uh, heroes when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And one of the fellows that I met and had on the podcast is a, is a gentleman named Jim Peterick. Jim Peterick wrote and sang a massive hit in 1970 called Vehicle for the Ides of March. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he wrote a, one of the all-time great songs called Eye of the Tiger, or Sylvester yeah. Stallone's movie, Rocky Three. Yeah. The last time I looked, Eye of the Tiger on YouTube had something like 800 million views, okay? So Jim Peterick and I have collaborated on a song called Fall of Winter, and I'm so proud of it. Um, so we're going to be finishing that up, and we're going to put it out as a single probably sometime in the March-April timeframe. And along with that, I wrote another song, which is a completely different song than Fall of Winter. It's a love song that's called All of the Time. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that one, I was fortunate enough to get recommended to a young lady uh, named Leslie Hunt, who was a semifinalist on the show American Idol. Mm -hmm. And she sings that song uh, for me. So those two songs as kind of A and B side singles will be coming out in the uh, in the middle spring and then we're going to be looking hopefully to be playing some more festivals and concerts in the spring and summer sounds like you've got a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of things coming up robert yeah gotta yeah, stay but... busy
<laughs> That's been really interesting and, and it is an inspirational journey, especially as you took 15 years out with no music whatsoever to come back. Um, and I, I, know, I know 60 is, uh, is now relatively young, but nevertheless, to create a new uh, career um, at that age is fantastic. And uh, hopefully people listening to it will realise never give up on your dreams. If you've got that, that focus and that goal, then, then keep following it. Thank you very much. And you're right. Um, they say 60 is the new 40, but it's still 60. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming towards the, the end of our time together and uh, a couple of final questions. Uh, first of all, uh, what would be your, your number one tip for people listening to this to achieve success in the music industry, making it a career, a job, a business? The music industry is one of the most difficult industries in the world that God ever created, okay? Um, it used to be a long time ago that people recorded albums at, in order to sell the albums, okay? That's how musicians made their money. Nowadays, because streaming services offer all the music for free, musicians basically have to give their music away. And what do they get in return? Well, they play uh, gigs and concerts and hopefully they get paid for those and they sell their merchandise and the like, but it's not easy. And the competition is fierce. But if this is what you love, if this is something you have to do because it's in your belly, it's in your gut, it's in your the fiber of your being, mm. then just say, okay, there are always people that make it in this field and whatever idea that you were talking about, whether it's as a performer or behind the scenes or in the recording end of things, whatever. And again, my message is you're never too old and it's never too late. Stick to it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and a top tip for keeping physically and mentally fit. Um, I am very, very into um, doing exercise on a daily basis. Uh, my exercise of choice is tennis. I play it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I'm not doing tennis, I'm walking or I'm biking. Um, I think a, an aerobic kind of lifestyle keeps you going. And uh, for me, that's been the name of the game. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You've uh, you've told us a lot of what you've got coming up in in 2022, which is which is great. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, where, where do they go? What, what do they look for? Uh, first thing is go to the website. Um, you can go to the website for the uh, podcast. The podcast, again, is Follow Your Dream. It's available on every platform. Um, the website is uh, followyourdreampodcast.com. Okay. Got all the other uh, episodes and a lot of other stuff on the on the website. And for the band, it's the, again, the name is Project Grand Slam. So if you go to projectgrandslam.com, you'll see everything that we've ever done, all the videos, all the gigs, uh, etc. And I would invite people to do that. And they can always email me. Uh, the easiest way to reach me is Robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. Great. Uh, and I do think there's another lesson 
that has gone as a theme all the way through this is just think about your branding because we talked about follow your dream all the way through so for anybody listening think about what you want to be known for and uh, and keep putting it out there well said thank you robert it's been a fantastic uh, chat uh, for people listening remember to subscribe to our releasing potential podcast look out for the next episode coming soon and thanks once again very much to robert miller thank you jeff thank you